You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. You're not here. We're not there. The car exploded. Come get the girls. I have to stay here with Woodrow. I'm not the chauffeur. I'm the grandfather. Where are you? Asteroid City, Farm Route 6, Mile 75. Junior stargazers and space cadets. Each year we celebrate Asteroid Day, commemorating September 23rd, 3007 BC, when the arid plains meteorite made Earth impact. Holy Toledo, that's Mitch Campbell. You're very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel Thank who you. gets amnesia and Thank becomes you. a pediatrician. You were very awesome. Actually, maybe my favorite character ever. I don't know why nobody else liked it. Oh. What do those pulses indicate? What? Oh, the beeps and blips? We don't know. Some of our information about outer space may no longer be completely accurate. Anyway, there's still only nine planets in the solar system as far as we know, Billy. Except now there's an alien. What's happening now? I don't know. I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien. How did he, how did he look? Like we're doomed. Maybe we are. I've just informed the president. How long can they keep us in Asteroid City legally? The world will never be the same. That's an alien doing jumping jacks. That's an alien in a top hat. What's out there? The meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Are you married? I'm a widower. But don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago. Let's say she's in heaven. Which doesn't exist for me, of course, but you're Episcopalian. In my loneliness, I learned to give complete and unquestioning faith to the people I love. I don't know if that includes you, but it included my daughter and your four children. Sometimes I think I feel more at home outside the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, wow. Me too. They're strange, aren't they? They're children. Compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Freight train, freight train, going so fast. Freight train, freight train. Going so fast, I don't... I do a nude scene. You want to see it? Huh? Did I say yes? You didn't say anything. Uh, I meant yes. My, my mouth didn't speak. Hello, and welcome to the Periodic Table of Awesome. This is a show that happens in a uh, Twitch streaming environment somewhere in the middle of the desert. I am your narrator. I am David Quinn. I'm going to talk about many things that happen throughout the course of this show, but the people around me are also going to talk. You, the person who is facing to the side, what is your name? My name is Jill. Welcome. You, the person who is facing dead center, looking directly at me. My Tell me more about up. yourself. There's, there's nothing else to say. And you, thinking man in the bottom, who are you? I'm unsure, but I feel like I could really, really use a good old-fashioned American sitcom right now. Hello! Yes. <laughs> We're back! That's really hard to do when you can't really do We should have hatched out the details a bit early. Yeah, um, I know, I know. We probably should have thought about it harder, but, you know, I would have worn a costume if we had, so anyway. Oh, Hi. look, we're all there. We, we can't do jump cuts in this thing yet, so, like, we just have to make it up as we go along. Hello to everybody in the chat. So nice of you to join us. Welcome to this uh, very... Uh, I don't know, uh, idiosyncratic, very strange, very uh, Wes Acerbic. Anderson. Welcome Acerbic, to, yeah. Welcome I, to the I, I Quirky need... Podcast, because we're quirky. Have we I got don't know what you're talking hat? about. I'm going to look over here now for the rest of the podcast. Mm. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I, I got to say, what are we doing? What are we doing tonight? Hello. Hello. <laughs> we're talking about Asteroid City, the latest Wes Anderson creation. Take me down to Asteroid City, <laughs> where the grass is non-existent and the mm. girls are surprisingly honest about their feelings. Um, <laughs> but also you can get a martini in a vending machine, so I'm very yes. down for that. Yes. You can also buy property for $10 in coins. Yeah, ex well, not technically property. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes. Um, also, welcome to Asteroid City, which apparently has just got every single fucking actor who has nothing else better to do with their time just hanging around in it. Except. Why wouldn't they? It has every single actor who was just wanting to be a part of a project, except for the one that's usually associated with Wes Anderson films. There's no Bill Murray. <gasps> I oh my will God. Uh, take that and actually raise you. There was a Bill Murray. He was cut. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> you oh. Can find, you can find his deleted scene on the internet. <laughs> well, holy shit, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's got to be a bit of a, a, a snub for the old Billster. It's um, it's a weird, uh, like another inception within the thing of they're filming a commercial about the movie that for the play about the TV show that we're watching in a film. <laughs> No. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain just turned inside out. Yes. Un- unlike Christopher Nolan films where this one is like, oh, is it something within something within something? This is kind of like it could be something. It is actually something, but it's something about something about something about something. Yes. Remember? But it's so pretty. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. But it's so pretty. Oh. It's, it's, a, it's a mood. It's, it's a colour palette. <laughs> Um, you didn't you didn't enjoy it, Quinny? It was hard on your sleeve straight away. It's like, nah, Asteroid City, more like shitteroid assed. <laughs> What's going on? Um uh yeah, look, I I I'll I'll wear my heart on my sleeve if if you want and go, ah. I've never been a huge Wes Anderson fan. Like there have been a few of his films that I've kind of, you know, latched onto and gone, oh, that was entertaining. But I, yeah, this is this is definitely one of those ones where I started watching and went, oh yeah, it's Wes Anderson. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> and I had to get myself into that frame of mind. Yeah, that oeuvre um, <laughs> to kind of go right. Where are we? What are we doing? Oh, okay, everybody's going to talk in this way. Right. Okay, that's what this film is. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes, I can yeah. say that I am a Wes Anderson fan. I enjoy okay. his style very much, and I love the the comedy and the yes the styling and the color palettes and just the weird everything and the very surreal nature of the films uh although I did have to say I had a bit of trouble with uh the French dispatch might have to give that one another go uh and this one honestly I watched it on Sunday after I'd been on flights all day after a long weekend and I'm still sick and I didn't connect with it. And I right. was like, oh, fuck. Um, oh, no. And then I watched it again last night, completely in a zone. And I'm like, I need to just narrow in on what they're saying and listen <laughs> to it and not do any other screens and just concentrate on what's happening. And I fucking loved it. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't done that again. second watch yet. I, I need to do that second watch because... <laughs> okay. um, I it it needs attention and it needs so um, much attention. I haven't I haven't had the headspace to give anything that much attention. So yep. I watched it because I knew we were going to talk about it. But in an ideal world, I would have watched it properly. So I'm like, yes. oh, I need to watch it again. I didn't I didn't get everything that I wanted from it, but I can kind of I can see what's there. Like mm. that was absolutely my instinct. So I'm glad that you confirmed it. Mm. Yes. Like I yes. need to watch it again properly. <laughs> a second watch in concentration nails it. Which wouldn't yeah. be necessary if you were concentrating for the first watch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe Sorry, go, Wes. <laughs> maybe go see it in a cinema like it's supposed to be. Yes. I think I probably would have enjoyed this more if I had watched it in the cinema because yeah. there is that thing that you <laughs> you immerse yourself in it. Yes. But I do feel like there was a a lot of it that was very okay, you need to be on board with this bit and you need to go along with this this concept before you can go along with the rest of this concept over here. And we're going to jump in and out of these concepts. And if you are not like 100% on board with it, then it's not going to let you, you know, it's not going to forgive you for any of that. I don't know. I mean, exactly. The thing is I love that shit though. Yeah, but I mean, that was my first. That was my first viewing experience of like, I am so fucking lost. I can't keep up with what's happening. Mm. Uh, oh fuck, <laughs> I'm fucked. I, mean, I, feel like, I, I feel like the proper, like you know, the the way as in Wes Anderson intends for you to watch this film, this film particularly, but most of his films in general, is from one of those old portable CRT televisions that you can't really make out what's going on and you just have to try it and there's occasional static hisses that go on. So, you know, this is I'm not, I'm not sure about seeing this one on the big screen, like on, on in a cinema screen. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like this one's better viewed at home. 
Um, I would have loved to have seen it just for the true colors yeah. because I'm astonished mm. at how he manages to make something so completely saturated and overexposed yet still hold so much contrast and depth. Well, he's just um, doing a lot. He's just, just doing really a lot of a painting. beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. He's just it's doing a lot of painting. It's a lot of painting. It's a lot of Norman Rockwell. It's a lot of other American oh, painters. So much <laughs> well, oh, this, yeah. one, this one just uh, harks back to like those old fashioned Americana postcards, I feel. Mm. Yeah. And I have to say, watching the trailer, um, you're like, okay, like, has he finally done it? Has Wes Anderson? out Wes Anderson himself uh, <laughs> Wes Anderson has it folded back in on itself and it's just going to create a black hole of Wes Anderson but one of the yes. things I really loved watching uh the beginning of the film is realizing that actually the look is very motivated yeah. uh and it it lets you then fold yourself into the look because it actually does have motivation to look like that within the plot. So you don't have to spend the entire time being like oh no too much you can just enjoy it it's yeah. yeah, it's a it's a definite different. It's a different kind of uh, taste, a flavor that is presented in a Wes Anderson film. Because I love the fact you can just say, "I'm going to see a Wes Anderson film," and everyone who's has seen one before will be like, "Uh huh, okay, um, I know what you're talking about. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be quirky. It's gonna be highly highly stylized, and it could be good and it mm. could be shit." But you know, yeah. he's been making yeah. films for almost thirty, like putting out films for almost thirty years now. And mm. every time it's kind of like uh, the Tim Burton effect. It's like when you hear the name Wes Anderson, you know what you're going to get. When you yes. hear certain yeah. filmmaker names, you kind of like you know a certain expectation, which is good and bad. And as you said, yes, I'm not sure if the, this is Wes going straight back up his own backside, or mm. he's a little bit. I actually too- think he's got a, quite a lot more to say in this film than maybe some others. Like, sure. I mean, things that I've mm. enjoyed the most is stuff like Royal Tenenbaums and um, Grand Budapest Hotel. I was going to say, I am I'm, I'm loved Grand Budapest. Like, yeah, those have such uh, a wit about them. Um, they kind of stand apart from his other stuff, but this, I feel like there's actually a lot of depth to the meaning in it that maybe he's not uh, I don't know. I thought it was very super, super pre- prevalent and like surface level. It's it's a lot deeper. I feel like this was just one long theater gag for a lot of people who do theater, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is like, oh, it's not so good. But some of the lines in it are great. This, yeah, and and I mean, it's it is very clever. Should we perhaps have a synopsis so we can actually talk no. about what this film is about? And this is a synopsis that's got a lot of fucking heavy lifting to do. And can I make a request? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Can you read the synopsis in Jeffrey Wright's General? <laughs> <laughs> Quinny, Fuck. ready to start? Uh, start. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this is my speech. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Here's some music for you. There you go. You got some background music there, Q. This is my speech. Following a writer on his world-famous fictional play about a grieving father who travels to his tech-obsessed family to the small rural town of Asteroid City to compete in a junior stargazing event, only to have, uh, sorry, only to have his (laughs) worldview disrupted forever. World-changing events spectacularly disrupt the itinerary of the convention in an idiosyncratic American desert town circa 1955 called Asteroid City. That's the, this is my speech. <laughs> that was the end of speech. Time to get another ducket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was just like, uh, the more I talk to you, the more I realize there were parts of it that I enjoyed. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I very early in the conversation for that. I know. And I, uh, I, I normally this happens somewhere in the ratings and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> But I'm quietly, slowly being won over. I just, yeah, I, I, I don't understand this. It's like, wow, I, I kind of sat there and went, like, I really kind of enjoyed this one. Um, like, and the one that I like, the, the Wes Anderson film I like the most is probably Moonrise Kingdom, which I found oh, just okay. hilarious. Um, but this one is just quirky, funny. But yeah, it does have a certain message about it, which is like, wait, why are we talking about this? Is this a, this is an oeuvre to writing and filmmaking and craft, or is this like just a comedy set in the desert? We don't really. Is it both? And then it's about it, grief. 
grief. And then it ends weirdly. It is it, about yeah, grief. and it, if like if it is about grief, why is it about this? What, what does the alien have to do with it? What, <laughs> why is I would there? Say it's it's actually just an exploration of life. Why is there There's a so kid? many points where people are saying, why is this? happening and why did that happen and what's going on and who am I and am I playing this character right <clears throat> and it's kind of just a, there's a weird thing in this movie where the the premise is we're watching a recreation of a play <clears throat> on a television set about a guy that wrote the play so there's like there's this weird like three levels within it but at the same yeah. time, we're meeting the actors that are playing the characters in characters. the play and also themselves interacting with the writer and the director of the play. But then I, mean, I would say maybe there's another level on top of that where, also, like, Jason Schwartzman is Jones Hall, is Augie Steinbeck, and maybe we're seeing all of these facets happening in the movie. And And, and the interesting thing is, a lot of the language of the film is is told through cinematic means in the mm -hmm. sense of it shifts from, funnily enough, much like Oppenheimer, which is clearly <laughs> yes. happening one town over. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Barbie um, Land in the other town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, either that or the beginning of the shit uh, Indiana Jones film. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but uh, the, the um, it's told through uh, the language of, cinema ratios so um it changes from being a black and white uh i think it's four three i'm not sure yeah um like but then goes ratio. um widescreen and and hyper color but mm. then occasionally goes into a different ratio again which i think is almost imax um because mm. there are sequences where and I and once again, this is one thing I'd like to have seen on a cinema screen as opposed to a TV screen, yeah. because there were sequences in the black and white stuff where people's heads were being cut off. Yes. And I'm like, is yeah. now is this an intentional thing or is that an actual ratio of the screen moving to a different mm -hmm. ratio that would be right on a cinema screen? I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was they were trying. He was trying to keep the perspective of what was happening with uh, Jones Hall in the background and then the writer in the foreground. And if keeping it on that eye level meant that in the foreground he was cut off here, I, yeah. I, I could because I did watch it twice and then you I did. was like trying to work it out. But yeah, but did you have fun? But peculiar. Either way, did mm. you have fun? Yes, I quite enjoyed that the play. Uh, was in like full color and cinematic but then the real life stuff behind the scenes looked like a play like it was staged yeah. in like three quarters of a set yeah. and you could there was just like nothing around whatever was happening in the frame but then there are also moments where that even turns around <laughs> and it's not the play but it's a rehearsal yes. and there's something else happening and you're kind of jumping around through time as well, whether you're like, okay, well, there's a, a scene where they're workshopping the mm. play and that then becomes something else entirely. And you're like, huh? <laughs> and I, yeah. there's an annoyed part of me. That's like, you probably have to watch it twice to get it, but I don't know that I want to. Oh, oh look, it's so funny. There's so many things in there. It's quirky. Yeah, I, I, I don't quirks. particularly like quirky sometimes. I'm a pretty quirky dude, but sometimes quirky just shits me. Can't hang your hat on quirky. No. <laughs> Doing a lot of other stuff. There's plenty. Yeah. I think there's plenty of people out there that would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but the hat would be a trilby. Quirky's a real niche. Um, uh, look, I liked it too because you're also throwing, like, apart from which one are you following? You're also throwing in there the narrator, which uh, mm -hmm. introduces to this entire thing who's just narrating both, narrating everything. It's like, right, here is someone who is learning, who is writing a play, and then this is a story about how the play gets turned into a television show which gets turned, like, yeah, that goes through these ways. And it just keeps popping in. And i got to say, hands down, Brian Cranston was great, and there was one particular scene that I loved more than anything else. Uh, you know, Can I take a, a punt? Is it the one? Yes, have a, have a punt. Is it the one where he shows up in the wrong bit? Yeah, it just goes, <laughs> wait, I'm not in this, am I? 
And they just look at him like, no. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I just feel like that that's such a lovely uh, piece because it's kind of like an actor doing a step through rehearsals. Like, wait, I'm not supposed to be on stage, am I? It's like, no. It's like, okay, I'll just stand off now. <laughs> so, so strange. And, yeah. Um, there's an element of, of you know, that kind of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, what happens mm. on stage and what happens off and that, that blending of the offstage and the onstage that um, I love. Um, and I think that's one of the things that has made me want to give it a second watch. Um, and it's not even that I wasn't paying attention. I just, not not the right headspace. Mm. Mm. I, and and I, I am frustrated by that because there are so many times I looked at it and I thought, I sh- this should be so far in my wheelhouse. It's crazy. Like it's it's you know goofy fifty sci fi, which I I do enjoy. Um, but it's also plays, and I love metatextual theater stuff. Like you know, some of my favorite stuff is Noises Off, and um, you know those those kind of behind the scenes play stuff. I dig that, and I just I think for me, it was the the willful Wes Anderson-ness of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're approaching this like I approach a Nolan film, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I'm just like, look, if if Wes Anderson were just willing to just fucking tone himself down a bit <laughs> and be Damn a little you, less Wes. quirky and a bit less fucking idiosyncratic, <laughs> I'd be... But no, I, I, I understand why it is what it is. <laughs> It's just whether or not that works for you. <sighs> well, it worked for me. I quite liked it there. I'm going to put it out there straight away. Yay. I, li- I okay. quite liked Asteroid City. I didn't think I would. I thought it looked dumb. The trailer's, a bit, <laughs> the trailer's a bit stupid. I couldn't understand why it all was so animated in some sections and yet very, like, kind of setsville, but also beautiful because it was shot very, very beautifully. Like, it's mm. such a jarring thing to go from people acting in a very you know, put together kind of nice way uh, where it's like, I believe this place. And then it just pulls you out of it by going, yeah, and we're going to throw in here basically stop motion animation, which isn't stop motion animation. It's like 3D animations. Yeah, goofy CGI, like CGI goofed down to make it look like stop motion. Um, Look, it was was good. I I think what saved it for me was the dialogue and the interactions between the cast was amazing because – it's just everyone is playing their own unique character and I kind of feel like that there is a seven-page or, sorry, seven-volume-thick backstory for each character that's handed to those actors that they read and they're, they're going through and they have all the understanding for their part and their lines in it are like three lines and move from stage left to stage right is their direction, but they have to use all that information in their, their character to, well, how would they move across the stage? Um, and then they kind mm. of play on that and also take the piss out of that. And I thought it was just kind of very, really wonderfully done and, and quite funny and very quick. Like, you've, as you're right to say, mm. you have to pay attention to it because if you don't, you'll be like, this is dumb. I don't understand why. It's like you don't – what you because well, you missed a very funny joke that they said three scenes ago <laughs> that tie this one together and you've just got – okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It, it definitely does a lot of that. It definitely says, okay, you have to listen to all of this dialogue because we're going to pay it off later or we're going to explain why this is important later on. And if you weren't paying attention at the start, that bit at the end is going to make no fucking sense whatsoever. Um, and also be very aware of when what reality you're jumping to and from. Mm. Um, you know, there's a, there's a bit fairly early on where, and the actor who's playing Augie, who's, I can't remember the Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. No, but the actor who Jason oh, Schwartzman Jones is Hall. playing. Jones Hall. Jones Hall. Okay. Mm. So Jones Hall is, is talking about something that happens later in the play. And yeah. you're like, what? Why? <laughs> oh, okay. And then when it happens, you go, oh, right. <laughs> you yeah. smart what? son of a bitch <laughs> you're playing with timelines <laughs> yeah. yeah you're like nolan only wittier <laughs> <laughs> but only this... actually clever and not just making things confusing so that it looks clever <laughs> there's, a moment, there's a moment where that pays off quinny and that scene occurs and uh, the reaction that 
Scarlett Johansson's character uh, within the play reacts to it doesn't feel like it was scripted. It kind of mm. feels like a moment where she's stepped out of her character in that scene and is playing herself and is like, wait, did you just do that? Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I did. And she's like, I didn't think you would do that. And then it's like, <laughs> wait, is this scripted? Is it part of it? There's yeah. like so many moments like that where when I went back and watched it again a second time and I was kind of like, wait, it feels like there are a lot of moments where they're actually breaking character, but you don't realise it. Mm. And yeah, breaking from her character of Midge to mm. the other character of the actress whose name I can't remember. Um, but yeah, like, and this is the thing, there are so many bits where you're like, okay, well, I know I'm looking at Scarlett Johansson, mm. but which one am I looking at? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, all of the, the beards coming off and the massages coming <laughs> off and the, the kind of weird archness of it all um yeah i think that's what makes it so complex and gives more emotional depth to stuff is that it's like you're not quite sure if it's just characters playing like a role being played or if it's the actors themselves reacting to what this character is going through mm. peter give us some of your thoughts on it are you are you a anderson fan do you love this I'm not specifically a Wes Anderson fan, no. Um, but I do enjoy his aesthetic. Um, and I, I particularly enjoyed the way it was applied here. Like I said, because it was motivated, it allowed me to just kind of enjoy it rather than criticise it in my head. Mm. Um, I loved that it had, did have that, like, hand-coloured um, look of, like, you know, old postcards um mm. and i i really and i know this is definitely something that will have annoyed some people i liked the camera moves uh a lot because mm. because i loved um how the, the use of of tracking and dollying rather than panning was able to like perfectly preserve uh those straight lines um in the perspective of, of each of the frames. Uh, and because, you know, been set up to think about a set um, mm. rather than, you know, a, a, a real place, um, it I liked it. It, it. it pushed me towards enjoying it more, whereas in another situation it might have pushed me towards just being super annoyed. Yeah, well, and, and that's um, the thing. Those kinds of movements. I, I was kind of like that. those camera moves and that, very 2D-ness of it occasionally did annoy me because I felt like it was just being like it was just being cool. It's filmmaker <laughs> porn. It, it is. And I don't I don't it's dig that. Porn. Porn. Yeah. Yeah. And and mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I occasionally watched it and it'd be like Ah, oh, well, yep, 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 we're, we're dying. Okay, now we turn. Right, okay, cool. And every now and then I'd see a slightly fucked up move and, and like, where something, like, the, the turn wasn't 100% clean and I was just like, ha! Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a pathetic, sad little man. <laughs> like, I mean, I... Oh, not I, so I clever did. now, Wes. <laughs> yeah, suck it, Wes. You had to do that shot again, didn't you? Oh, no, you couldn't afford to. <laughs> but it's oh. funny to be watching it and thinking, that's cool, someone's going to hate that. <laughs> and now we know who that someone is. <laughs> I'm gonna every. I'm gonna it just go back. goes to show, like it is. It is so much a matter of like it is so stylized that it yeah. is like lives and dies on taste, really. Um, and I wouldn't blame anyone for this not being to their taste. Uh, mm. um, but you know, I. You know, for someone who's saying I didn't, I, I just didn't get out of it what I wanted to get out of it, but not in a way that made me think it wasn't good. In a way that made me think, no shit, I've got to actually properly watch it, um, <laughs> and and really let that dialogue. It's very like dialogue heavy, which I love, uh, particularly in the context of well, it's a play. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know how much I love like you know stage dialogue brought to the screen, um, but because it's very dialogue heavy, like. Yeah, just you have to 
be there for it or you're going to miss a bunch of stuff. And I feel like I enjoyed what I experienced, but that I also missed a bunch that I want to experience on a, on a second watch, I think. Mm. Um, but I also like you do kind of get to the end of it and go, I mean, but what was that? <laughs> yeah exactly yeah when, when we get into spoiler territory i've definitely got Spe- some some well speaking of questions. like you know witty stuff we've got a, we do have an interesting clip to go uh to which has a lot of di- like dialogue heavy things so i'd say uh, we're gonna get onto the ratings and then we can get into the spoiler things because there is a few good spoilery bits yeah. what do you feel like yeah yeah who wants to go first yeah. i'll go first go jilly I- I think I'm going to give it an 85. It's not my most favourite Wes film, but I did quite enjoy it a lot once I gave it my full concentration (laughs) and I got exactly what I needed to from it, and that was to semi-understand it. (laughs) So (laughs) there's still a little bit of confusion for me in, like, the last 30 minutes because it does seem to just ratchet up like there's a mm-hmm. a second moment of like absolute chaos and um yeah my concentration dropped a little bit again but uh yeah 85 I think like solid aesthetic and that's very pleasing to me and I enjoy watching something that is just so beautifully crafted and I use that word um very particularly because I feel like he he is making art for art's sake and uh, I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. Nice. Um, I, I'll, I'll go next because why not? Um, yeah, we need someone to bring it down. Well, <laughs> um, I'm not going to bring it down that much. <laughs> Are you because... sure? Don't bring me down. Proust. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I found myself just jumping in and out of enjoyment throughout like that I'd be watching a bit and going oh that's very funny and that sort of is ticking along and doing some interesting stuff and oh there's an interesting character and then something would happen and I'd just be like mm, you, you're just being all fucking wessy um <laughs> and then some more things that happen and I'd be like oh that's interesting that's that's a, a, a fun scene and I like that oh you're being wessy again um and I think that's more of a problem with me and Wes Anderson than it is with the film. Um, I think it's a very smart film, which I probably should watch again because I had the same problem as you, Jill. I got to the the last 20 minutes or thereabouts and my brain had just gone somewhere else. And so, and I, I literally, I think started to fall asleep. And so the last five minutes of it, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, <laughs> So, no one did. Yeah. No one did by the end. They're like, wait, where is it? Yeah. How are you wrapping yeah. this up? Um, I'm wrapping it up by saying 70. Um 70. Yeah, it's it's I don't I don't think I can say it's terrible, but <laughs> I I can't give it as much love as I think other people who love Wes Anderson would. Middling. Middling. But the top end I of middling. 70 is like 50 is middling. 70 is quite good. Yes. Like how, how, what's our scale? <laughs> We've had this argument many times. Do we just like never rate anything below like 60 unless it has deeply offended us? No, no, no. I'll go down to like a 45 or a 30 if I think it's a piece of shit. Yeah, um, like we haven't, we haven't done the Meg 2 and oh, I'd definitely I've definitely give that 15. Yeah I've, yeah. I've given tens before. Like, yeah. It all just depends entirely on mood. Like Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. This is this is like subjective as fuck. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so the vibe. Peter, what's your vibe? How 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 many how many vibes will you give it? It is a tricky one because I feel like I haven't um, given the film uh, its due by um, not watching it properly. Um, So I am going to say 78, but I'm going to reserve the option to make you guys 
increase that rating on the website if after my second watch where I actually pay attention, I feel it deserves higher. Great. Okay. Fine. Just that is my honest. There's a caveat with your score. <laughs> that is that is my honest admission um, of, of where I was when I watched this. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. Great. Good. <laughs> Dion. Fair enough. Uh, look, I mean, I, you know, Wes Anderson for me is always hit and miss. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes he's terrible. Um, or like I didn't like it. Like I really didn't like the French Dispatch and. Uh, there's others, but we don't need to go into that. Um, for for this one though, it's it was very quirky. It reminded me a lot of Steve Sisu um, in the way Life that aquatic. that I felt like by the time I felt, but it was just different. It felt like a little bit more kind of where Steve Sisu is kind of funny and quirky and a little bit, you know, it's got a few touch of emotion in there, but it's very comicky. This one just kind of felt like it looks a bit comicky and weird, but it is actually kind of mature and. Um, a bit conservative and older, but a sm very smart film. Like it's it's a smart film wrapped up in in a box. It's kind of like, oh, this is this is simple. It's like, oh no, oh no, it's very smart underneath. But it just has this whole kind of vibe on the outside. So uh, look, I'm gonna go eighty because it's still not my favorite one, but it is a fun one. I did I did like mm. it. And if you need to watch it twice, yeah, try and watch it twice. Maybe watch it on a different screen. Maybe watch it on your phone as you're driving somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> should be watched. Yeah, yeah, like Nolan intended. Exactly. Yeah. Put on a VR headset and watch it in VR. <clears throat> there you go. That's my new. That's my new recommendation. Uh, shall we go to a clip? <laughs> I would love to be on that set in VR. That yeah. actually, that would be kind of amazing. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's go to a clip, and then we'll come yes, back and talk about it. Clip. All spoilery. So, oh uh, wait, before what we say, if you haven't seen it, should you go see it before the spoilery things? Or really, there's not much. It doesn't matter about the spoilers in it the because spoilers it's the spoilers are super spoilery. It's one of those yeah. films. It's the journey, not the destination. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's an experiential film that you know mm. watching the film will give you the experience, not oh shit that thing that was the big shock. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, cool. Let's go. The we'll come back. I strongly question whether your daughter's silly putty resembles anything from outer space. It's not silly sorry, putty. It's called s'mores tosium. This is excellent. Thank you. It's really all the machine's doing. What the devil do you know about astrogeology anyway, JJ? Whatever that stands for. I just maintain the workings. Kelly's thesis is supported by flimsy, outdated evidence. I beg your pardon. Not in my opinion. I like the silly putty or s'mores tosium. In fact, I'm just quoting what he said. Your son's project might very well have killed us all today. By the way. Coming from the family that brought us the electromagnetic it's death ray. It's a weapon. Of course it's lethal. So you admit it. Not to mention Brainiac's flag. I mean, is he trying to provoke World War III or something? The jet propulsion belt is eminently safe. I allow an eight-year-old boy to operate it. In fact, I did. Ricky's cousin Chip, and he broke the solo flight altitude record. They're strange, aren't they? They're children compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Mm. Uh, yes, very <laughs> strange. I, the thing that I hadn't noticed, and this maybe makes me want to go back and watch it again, is in that clip I didn't notice the guy in the background, the guy in the background who was like yeah. quite literally the government spy just trying to <laughs> learn all the new technology that kids have invented in the 50s. The, well, the best part is he just keeps showing up in the background with shot after shot after shot. Like <laughs> he, he's almost a Where's Wally of the film. And I, I started to realize how funny he was where he was just kind of popping in at the edges of scenes and then kind of disappearing <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it is being noticed. Yes. Thank you in the chat. Uh, about the t tiny vending machine, sorry, vending machine for the tiny martini. So it's teeny yeah. martini. <laughs> I would like it's a teeny martini. Are you speaking Jawa or something? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolute tiny yeah. martinis. I would think is everywhere. It was lovely. I, I love the idea that this is just a place where everything comes out of a vending machine. Would you like some land? Vending machine. <laughs> well, I mean, you also kind of think about it. You know, there is not much in a desert. And when you do find a town that is being run, you need to, it has to last for a long time and be accessible 24 hours a day. Why wouldn't there be a vending machine for pretty much everything? <laughs> you know? And, and uh, uh, Matt Dillon is your uh, um, mechanic. <laughs> mechanic who's just like, oh, you're here. This is what I found myself doing so often is just like, ah, oh, you're here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're all here. You're all you're all having a lovely series series of vignettes to do your mm. own thing. You're just basically like, I mean, I would love to Kilda be on Swinton. that. Oh, you're here. Yeah. I, I would just love to be on that set because you're just trying to figure out who is going to steal, like eat the most uh, scenery. Mm-hmm. Like, 
who's going to yeah. be eating all of the set on this? Because they're all chewing. I very wish we got more Hong Chow. Can I just say, like, she yes. appears for one scene. And I'm like, no, more mm. Hong Chow, please. Because <laughs> I, I was watching her, and I'm like, fuck, she's. Oh, I've watched her in a in a series recently, and went, I know her voice. Who who is that? Yeah. Um, and yeah, couldn't think of her name, but was just like, yes, she's. Oh, she's here. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, there were so many. Oh, they're here. There's Jarvis Cocker. There's fucking. Yeah. Um, just weird people in the background. You and, know? And um, so we're George, in Spoiler Town, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I put we the spoilery thing up. It's it's up now. Okay. When Margot Robbie appears and you're like, oh, you're yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doing just an amazing little scene in between. Like that scene was wonderful because you all catch at the end where they just switched back out of like they weren't in a scene and they started talking about rant, like boring stuff. It's like, oh, they were two actors talking about coming off stage and performing different plays and doing a scene together, but they were actually just doing a scene together. And then they finished that scene and then they just started talking about random shit. And I was like, oh my God, it's so meta. <laughs> but there's, there's this beautiful bit where uh, I guess Jones Hall comes out onto that landing to have a cigarette or just to get fresh air and says to her, oh, you're the wife that almost played my actress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say you're the actress that almost played my wife. I know, I love it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, it was very like, hang on a second, wait, what did I hear? <laughs> and I love it because, like, there are so many of those parts that are that are kind of almost kept secret. Mm. Like, um, yeah, it's a blink and you'll miss it kind of situation with a lot. Yeah, of um, you know, the person inside the alien suit. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yes, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, he's why here. wouldn't he be? Yeah, <laughs> you know, even though we're very much aware of the fact that it's actually a piece of CGI, and yeah. but you, so when, th when you think quirky person in a Wes Anderson film playing an alien, and you don't think mm -hmm. Jeff Goldblum, something's gone wrong with the world. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Did everyone well, like Defoe um, just shows up? Oh, you're yeah. here. Did everyone like um Chekhov's gun? Which one? Yeah, all of them. I just couldn't believe that every single man in this thing was armed. Like somewhere <laughs> yeah. they're carrying a pistol for no reason. It's 1955 and it's America. And yeah. obviously it was there It was there to show how dangerous everything was in that town because of the uh, constant car chases, which are only stopped by the blockade yeah. of the military and then they continue on. <laughs> what so the hell? Just, yeah. I know. I know. The, the tiny little details. Hmm. I so okay. I I want to talk a little bit about the the ending because it's the part where, like, so the the whole thing is is told in a really interesting structure, in that it decides okay we're going to go full Brechtian alienation device here, and say okay we're going to put up scene numbers we're going to tell you how many scenes are going to happen um mm -hmm. and we're going to uh you know break it down so there isn't even an intermission um and then you hit act three i think it is mm -hmm. which we've already been told at the start it happens a week later yeah. um so we know the time frames of when things are happening and we're then told okay it's going to be played with increasing intensity and and like they'll tell you that right in in, in a title card on the screen mm. but then something happens towards the end of it that i as i said i feel like i'd half fallen asleep or i was missing something but it turned into a sequence in the um, rehearsal room that i make no bones about it i didn't understand it i i got yeah. lost and i'm like what the fuck? It's very confusing. It's uh, a room full of actors and understudies and extras and whatever, and they're reading through the play. But then there's a weird surreal moment where some of the characters in this black and white scene appear in colour under a spotlight and say, uh, you, you can't wake up if you never fall asleep. And mm. it's very dreamlike and surreal and bizarre and the only theory I've seen about it is that it's like uh, a commentary on like uh, you'll never reach enlightenment if you don't know that you're in darkness a weird kind of moment of like you'll never wake up to the truth if you never fall asleep mm. Mm. 
Okay, because yeah, like I because I felt like I <laughs> the third act really does rattle along, but then also comes to a screeching, weird, abrupt halt. Yes, this I is kind why of I feel like I need to watch it a third time because that last act is extremely confusing, and they do warn you that it's going to be played with increased intensity, and it surely is because it's it's chaotic, and I had a lot of trouble concentrating and keeping everything straight mm. and so uh, uh, yeah when we got to the rehearsal room and they started that you can't wake up if you never fall asleep mm -hmm. and they've already introduced the idea of this uh w the writer wanting to play a scene where all the characters are asleep mm. and the the actors have started acting asleep so that's already happened sometime earlier and i was like Okay, I'm waiting for that little bit of clever closure to really kind of bring that ending into clear focus for me as to what was being said. Yeah, there's mm. really no real answer. Yeah, and you you know the alien is there handing you the the asteroid, mm. telling you that you can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. And I. But they also ask the writer, what is the play about? And he doesn't know. He says it's about infinity and some other things. <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah. Yeah. I just, he I struggled with that. entirely up to interpretation. Yeah. Or not. You and can just go. I'm with, down for a bit of that. Or you can just go with the interpretation that is being presented for you, which is 50s Americana is the peak of anyone's society, and we should all just uh, try and strive to live in that space. Hmm. <laughs> or not. Sure. I, uh, or not. I think one of the I funniest think, things. Oh, sorry. You go. No, I just think that that, that weird ending could just be a, a uh, commentary on the weirdness of the rest of the film on like you're not quite sure if the actors are playing a character mm. or playing a character within the character of what's happening in the play or themselves or you know looking at it broader it's Scarlett Johansson and Jason Schwartzman playing somebody that's playing a character and it's mm. it's a performance the mm. the movie's a performance the play is a performance and everything within it is is art that's happening and within the play they're rehearsing Mm. Her yeah. play as well. So like, yes, yes. yes. Just keeps the and, more layers. And Quinny, as the, as the only qualified thisp uh, <laughs> within us, is this this is just definitely what happens at, at large ensemble casts for plays. You just get together and you all have to break your your shackles. You have to yes, become, absolutely. We, have, we, we do a lot of yeah. You have to you have to destroy your idea of what everything is until the only thing left is your character in this play. Yes, and then you let the character be free. Yes. Um, actually, one scene that I did think was very clever and funny and at the same time commenting on some... I've heard a lot of commentary back and forth about Oppenheimer and the nerd scenes and stuff like that <laughs> and how that they are completely fucking unnecessary. Yes. And heard an interesting thing today that I hadn't heard about how offensive it was to certain cultural groups that they quote from a religious text um the bhagavad gita yes in a, in a sex scene in a really dumb way um and I, I was like fuck i hadn't even picked up on that because i'm culturally blind to it but um this one had a nerd scene in it that i thought initially you go oh jesus okay i wasn't expecting the nerd scene but then i oh, love except the fact that she said there's a nerd scene in this do you want to see it <laughs> yeah well yes but, but then she starts it. <laughs> well, no, because she starts saying okay there's a nerd scene in this do you want to see it but then she starts acting like she's having a shower right. with her clothes on and i was like okay so she's uh, like, i think that was her character wanting to reveal herself to absolutely character. but i love the commentary <laughs> afterwards which is them discussing backwards and forwards over whether or not it was an actual nude scene or whether they could get a body double in to do it because yeah. yes. i guarantee you that half the audience is going that wasn't her was it body double. <laughs> oh shit they just said it yeah. <laughs> Like she also... says, do you want to see it? And then she's like, well, he's like, didn't I say anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I said something, yes. but my mouth didn't move. Yeah, yeah. I, I said yes. <laughs> and I love that. I also love the like, little bit of foreshadowing, like, oh, I can do a good death, you know, I can be so depressed. And then later when we cut to that and like, 
there's yeah, that moment like where I you're watching this. I see myself in a bathtub surrounded by pills and like yeah, frame and everything. And for a second, everyone is just like, "Oh shit, did she commit suicide?" And then you know, there's just that really nice kind of like, anyway, what was the photo like? <laughs> kind of thing, yeah. like oh, God damn it, she got us. She's such a good actor. Yeah. All damn his you, Midge. Turn out. Yeah, all his photos turn out. <laughs> I like <sighs> that. Yeah. See, look, now you're thinking about it. You're like, oh, this is way better than I thought it was. Oh, my favorite characters? The three <gasps> trip, the, the little triplets. Oh, Cassiopeia. <laughs> I'm, a uh, I'm a bunny. I'm a witch. <laughs> is it uh, Andromeda, Pandora, and Cassiopeia? Yeah. What are you fucking doing? amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> all, all twin, well, uh, triplets, Ella Farris, yes. Gracie Farris, and William, William Farris. Farris. Um, they were fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> And I enjoyed weird grandfatherly Tom Hanks, who was also kind of an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. good, okay. Yeah, at least he was upfront about not liking his son-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's like, I don't particularly like you, but I'm going to do this because you're family. Yes. I kind of, like, I, I like, we all know that people are actors, so they're doing whatever that is around to do it. But I also kind of think about what people are doing at the same time or releasing at the same, around the same time. Like, I'm looking at Rupert Friend. I'm going, okay, so you're playing like a cowboy. Uh, which is weird, but I know at the same time you were probably shooting Star Wars. <laughs> like you were probably shooting Obi Wan. Yep, lol. Probably. <laughs> it's just kind of nice to know. They're all doing their own weird little things off to the side, yep. and you know Maya Hawke, um, who I I enjoyed in this. I thought she, <laughs> the I love. What I do enjoy is the the very specificness of each of the characters. Mm -hmm. Like they are cut from a very very clean specific piece of cloth that tells you exactly what you need to know about that character for the brief periods of time that you are near them um you know that she is the, the christian teacher who is is very very much struggling against the fact that her entire worldview has come unstuck but also is being brought unstuck by the very handsome cowboy <laughs> and also one of her like students is definitely <laughs> Turning into a cowboy by smoking. <laughs> that weird little song that he comes up with is so that good. Weird little song out of nowhere. I just love that in this is like all the kids are weird. Like, and that's yeah. kind of the, oh, yeah. the lovely thing is in the background. Every single child in this is just a weirdo, and that's kind you of. You dare lovely. me to do it? It's an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that game that they're playing. That I, I mean, from an actor's perspective, all I was listening to was thinking, "Fuck, that would have been a pain in the ass to learn." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now do it backwards, Quinny. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh. It's, it's kind of, and this is one of the things I like. I like cinema that is, this is not a, uh, this is an original property. It's not based on something else. Mm. Um, it's doing fun things. It's doing it in a, in a really nice, stylistic, beautiful way. And it's just presenting fun ideas. And that's what cinema is about. Like, I liked watching Asteroid City because it was somewhat challenging. Um, but also it was uh, important and fun, and I and I'm like, great, this is what I want to see, and also pretty cheap comparatively. Mm. You know, yeah, just bash out. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone was working for scale. <laughs> <sighs> I was going to say cheap, cheap in some ways to make that thing, sure. but not in terms of just fucking wages. faces on the screen. Exactly, yeah. wages, mm. the wages of sin. Um, well, all you got to do like... is, is is put together a thirty year career, being a sort of artistic uh, director that that everyone wants to work with, and then you can get all the famous people to turn up. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> I feel like I may need to go and watch bits of it again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and and you make let's point. review it again next week. <laughs> we can't review we... it again next week, Peter, because we're reviewing something else next week. Yes, yes. we are. Um, what are we doing next week? Oh. We're doing Blue Beetle. And don't come on Tuesday, come on Wednesday. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was going to say, <laughs> is that that week? Yes, it is that yes, week. Yes, it is that week. <laughs> yes. We're going to um, see the bluest of batales. Yeah. Peter, I can see, is extremely enthused about this. <laughs> He's not the least enthused I've been about a movie we've seen together recently. I mean, Peter probably knows absolutely zero about Blue Beetle, so this will be a very big learning experience for her next week. It'll be fun. You can compare <laughs> it to The Flash. Hmm. Well, but we then, are in DC land, so. Well, we're doing lots of different things. We're doing. Well, I we're doing. Pete saw The Flash with us. 
No, she didn't see the flash. No. Oh. Oh, well, man. we'll put that on your homework, Peter. We'll get a double play. <laughs> we'll go and see The Flash and then we'll see Blue Beetle. Mm. And then we're doing, uh, later on this month, what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, the week after next, we're doing uh, Teenage, Mutant, Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, was it Mutant Mayhem? Is that what it's called? It is Mutant Mayhem. That yes. is the one, um, and, which I'm very excited about. Yes, I bet you are. And then at the end of the month, we are doing uh, Our Flag Means Death because oh, yes. we actually missed reviewing season one and season two is coming out in October. So we thought we're going to give you a recap of season one and tell you why you should watch the second season. Yeah, that nice. was the thing. It's like, oh, season two is coming out. It's like, did we review that? And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> nope. Never yeah, got around to The it. collective screw was like, why not? It's like, well. Yeah, why not? Because it took me at least four episodes to get around it. The first, after I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh, this is a piece of shit. I want to watch it again. And then it took me a little while. I was like, oh, okay. Like until Blackbeard actually came in, I was like, well, this is pointless. <laughs> anyway, I'll save that for the end of the month. Yes, please do. <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking. It's going to be a fun, fun month. We've got oh, lots going on. Um, and a quick Jill's recap. Got, oh, hmm? I was going to say this. So you're going to talk about uh, the recap of the weekend, Gwynny? Yes, yes. I got back from uh, Capricorn in Rockhampton <laughs> on Sunday, and then immediately watched a movie that I was in not the headspace for. Because I was so <laughs> tired. Oh my goodness, I've been sick for two weeks. Uh, couldn't kick the cold before the weekend, so I was working through that as well. But had a fantastic time, met some amazing people up in Rocky, and uh, they really put on a good show up there. So mm. if you're ever interested or live in Queensland, it's definitely worth travelling. Beautiful town. Um, it was a, a really fun show. Yeah, yeah and it, it looked like a lot of fun. The last time I did anything in, in further north of Queensland than Brisbane was one that I went to in Mackay. Um, mm. I believe that Rockhampton is is nicer than Mackay. That's yeah. right. I'm trying to start a war between them. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but i gotta, I got to ask, Jill, um, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer Rockhampton or Yapoon? <laughs> well, I haven't been to Yapoon. <laughs> <laughs> Only been a marpoon. But I did meet Crystal's Yapoon. Little shout out to Crystal's Yapoon. Nice. I believe it's also known as Vajazzling, but anyway. Many, many crystals. Yes, yes. Um, uh, and, and coming up sometime fairly soon in September, we also have Oz Comic Con, um, which oh, yeah. yes. I have, I have seen my schedule for, and I'm going to be real fucking busy. Yes, um, it's literally three weeks away and, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Which one's that going to be? Real busy. Is Not that the one, breaks. is that the one in Sydney? It's that is sure the one is. in Sydney. And where do you go to see that one in Sydney? Uh, I believe it's. Well, it's at uh, Sydney Olympic Park, and yes. I'm just trying to remember the dates. It's the 23rd and the 24th of 24th, September. 24th, yeah. Amazing. Yes. yes. So if you want to see Jill or myself, we will be there. Um, I'll be on a stage talking to people. Jill will be doing cosplay stuff, I believe. Yes, you'll find me in the, the cosplay area. Yep. Yes. And uh, are we uh, going along with Peter trying to explain a lot of things uh, and hiding <laughs> from everyone? So we'll have a special uh, hunt, uh, Dion and Peter, because Quinny and Jill will be too easy. But try and hunt down Dion and Peter. <laughs> I've got I've got our, our t-shirts, Peter. The ones with the big targets on the back of them. We'll be fine. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> this is great. Great. But due to yeah, occupational health and safety reasons, we can't yeah. run and neither can you. So it's just a whole <laughs> bunch of fast walking. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, um, let's go and see who else is doing stuff right now. Um, look, apparently everybody in the world is now playing Starfield. Um, Great. Is apart that... from the angry chuds that uh, are angry that it asks you your pronouns before you start. So... Fuck oh. those guys. Oh, man. For people that don't like pronouns, they're really obsessed about them, aren't they? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like they, they're getting their own taste of cancel culture. Mm. Yeah. Wait, Shocking. what? Uh, who knows? I don't know. I haven't played anything for a long time. But who's playing that? 
Um, well, Barjo is playing it, but also Jordan Rescopolis is playing it. So oh. I reckon we're going raid Jordan. Let's go raid Jordan, and then uh, yeah, we'll see you all uh, next week. Thanks for ch uh, um, uh, hanging out with us in the chat too, and see you next week. Thanks everybody. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. Yes, Don't forget. Wednesday. Wednesday next week. Bye. Important. Bye. I got spurs that jingle jangle As I jingle. go riding merrily As along. I go riding merrily and along. They sing, oh, ain't you glad and they you sing, jingle. oh, ain't you glad and you sing? And that song ain't so very far from wrong. And that song ain't so very far from wrong. for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome. <laughs>